Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Two plugs up top, one of which ties into a very embarrassing tale I have to tell you about, Mary Jane. But the first plug, uh, the day after this release is Thursday, January 25th, 8 p.m., Glazer's After Party at the Comedy Store, headlined by Neil Brennan. I'm so excited. New time slot, same energy. I really want to sell this baby out and kind of plant a bit of a Glazer flag at the Comedy Store. So it's a really big opportunity. So if you know anyone in L.A. or you live in L.A., please come buy tickets to my show at the Comedy Store Thursday, 8 p.m. Secondly, here at Petty Cash Studios, we're doing a new material show uh, that following Sunday. I think that's the 28th. Tickets are five bucks. You can smoke inside. We'll use the scent air so it smells like sugar cookies instead of weed or a mix of sugar cookies and weed. <laughs> All new material. Um, there's nowhere else to do new, new material here in L.A. So we've got to start one. If you build it, they will come. So if you are looking for shows or you know someone looking for shows, please come out and support. And what's that show called? Bombs Away. Because <laughs> there will be bombs. Yes. But hopefully they go away. I really thought that that was just such a great uh, title for that show. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. I'm excited for uh, both of those shows for you. Fucking fire lineup on Thursday. Congratulations. Man, I'm so stoked. Yeah. And also, I want to time it so that I do my set right before Neil, so maybe he watches it. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Putting it on the record here. Putting it on the record. Great. It's a big, de it's a big deal. You put it in the air, man, if he's, you want it to happen. Yeah, he's on my Mount Rushmore. I was at, so what I wanted to share with you uh, is I was at the Comedy Store Saturday night, I think, mm -hmm. and I was starving. I, I just mistimed that window of like late dinner until like hanging out at the comedy store all night. And shout out Mike Black. He brought a ton of chips and cookies and Werther's Originals. And um, um, I'm, I'm blanking on all the rest of it there. And I'm starving and I'm kind of wanting to leave. And Lisa Traeger is asking me if I want to play backgammon. And all these people are hanging out, having a good time. So I don't want to leave, but I'm so hungry. And Logan Gunselman, friend of the show, mm -hmm. she's been on the show before. She comes over to all of us hanging in the hallway and she goes, guys, there are all these snacks in the back bar. And at the word snacks, involuntarily in the silence, I go, ooh. Uh -huh. And everyone looks at me and goes, Ooh, and I was like, what? There's snacks there. And it was very embarrassing. But at the same time, my mind, body and soul had to let out the most like yummy, delicious sound I could think of. OK, do you felt like this was kind of like an elementary school moment? Is yeah, that what, that's exactly. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, ooh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I just like, you know, everyone else was like, chill out. There's yeah, chips. Go and get a snack. There. Go get a snack. Why Dude, are you go <laughs> making sounds? Go eat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I love those moments when you're you're yeah you involuntarily sort of you're making me think of the time when one of my friends the edible hit before he really realized what was happening and I was standing right next to him and he all of a sudden just flinched and he turned his head and he went noise <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and I was like hey Josh how's it going and he was like oh I'm so sorry I just had to say what happened <laughs> yeah it's when your brain takes that shortcut mm -hmm. to your mouth Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, when it's like, oh, I got to get out of there quick. Yeah. And it doesn't take the normal amount of, or it doesn't take the normal pathway Yo. and it uses the fucking bridge. Mm -hmm. oh, it's, it's never a good move. I think also when you live alone like you do and like I do, you, we're just accustomed to saying things out loud without realizing that other people are going to hear us yeah. say those things. Yeah. Yeah. All, All the right. time, I'm like, they'll regret that. <laughs> or, oh, my God. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Great. <laughs> what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Great, everybody. Welcome to Weed and Grub. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And regrets, evidently. Well. <laughs> or not having regrets. Not maybe. having regrets. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I uh, While we're still in January, and, I, uh, and it still feels fresh to acknowledge New Year's resolutions, mm -hmm. mine is um, little things will not feel like big things inside me. Mm. And so when you say the word regret, my first thought is yes, absolutely. And my second thought is no, dude, let it go. Ah, that's nice. That's yeah. good. That's also very in keeping with truly everything energetically, cosmically, universally, astrologically, spiritually. Like, yeah, let's let's not hang on to the, that stuff. Yeah. It's not going to do us any favors. I mean, sure. Did I carry around the ooh snacks feeling until I could talk to you on this pod <laughs> four days later? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, you did. And that's why this is a safe space that I hold for both of us and you hold for both of us. We yeah. hold it together. We hold it for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this podcast at its core mm -hmm. is all about allowing each other to burp the Tupperware. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> you, sometimes you got to let it out to keep it fresh. Yeah. Okay. I think you're like a weed, uh, curing your weed metaphor there. Exactly. Also, you keep your weed in Tupperware? Well, I keep pasta. I keep leftovers in Tupperware. Yeah. I only like the glass. Just saying. I feel you on that. The glass Tupperware. Well, not we're the, in the Pyrex. We're in different brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a different bracket. But can we? Can I just say on the tip of the safe space and holding it for you and you holding it for me and us holding it together for each other and for anyone who wants to come and hang out with us? Uh, one of my best friends the other night left me a six and a half minute voice memo that was a total unwind spiral, very upset, big thing. And then immediately texted me and was like, don't listen to that. I'm so sorry. I just needed to put it somewhere. And I, of course, listened to it. And then I got back with like a nine minute voice memo that was like, here's addressing all the points that you brought up. And also, please always send those to me because this is what that's for. This is that friendship. This is that space. And I, I didn't have to listen to it. And obviously, you were feeling weird about putting it out there. But like, I don't know. I'm loving that right now. I'm also on the Marco Polo app with um, a couple of friends right now. Do you know about Marco Polo? I've never heard of it. It's an app that I learned about during the pandemic. It's just like you can send a little video. Instead of sending a voice memo to someone through a text, you send a video message through this app. And then they can just watch it whenever and respond in kind. And it's just a video sharing app. But it's great because I have friends in different time zones. And um, it was actually Jordan in New York who was like, hey, do you want to do Marco Polo with me? And we're, we're like, like sharing little recipe clips and jokes. And sometimes she's like, real housewives tea or whatever. And so I'm doing that with friends. And that also feels like just a super awesome safe space to like look at a friendly face and maybe like, you know, I've, I've definitely got stuff going on in my personal life that I sometimes need a friend to listen to me cry about, you know, mm -hmm. like I need to have a teary moment or whatever. So I just really feel like feel you on the um, uh, like letting this be safe here and also finding those safe spaces out in the world. You need your little lily pads before you plunge back into the dark, deep cold water of the world yeah, yeah. well said yeah. well said i burp tupperware and you chill on lily pads yeah hopefully hopefully Trying. that's awesome you know we're yeah. looking for the lily pads out here oh i mean like my food 
I'll just, if you're on our YouTube, go to look at this picture. What is happening in this very it's disgusting at Weed and picture? Grub. Okay. I'm, I am striking out in the dinner area right now. Okay. It is not okay. I am trying to stick to my mostly meat and leafy greens and vegetables situation. Mm-hmm. What they don't tell you is that you're never allowed to leave your house for longer than a half hour. Okay. Because you will shit your pants. When you're eating leafy greens and meat? It's just leafy greens and meat. And so I, man, ever since my worst cook days, I remember on episode one of Worst Cooks in America, my very first intro to Bobby Flay was him through the earpiece, hearing what he wanted, what the producers wanted him to ask me, him nodding, and then saying to me, Mike... You're here because you say there's no such thing as expired eggs as long as you cook them through, they're fine. And I said, absolutely. As long as you don't cook the, as long as you don't leave any white and it's cooked through, then there's no such thing as expired egg because all of the heat will kill all of the bacteria and then you're fine. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that's actually kind of a good point. And then we moved on. Wow. So this weekend, uh, Sunday, I thought that my salmon would be fine as long as I cooked it through. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. I was talking to Sam, who works at the comedy store. She's um, in the booking area, and we were both talking about how, like, clean eating 2024, put down the Oreos, pick up the fish. And she was telling me about a recipe she does to put um, salmon on a on a baking pan and put it in the oven at 400 Uh with like some lemon on it and some. And I was like, oh, I can do that. She's like, the best part is like your countertop doesn't spray with oil. You don't have to clean an air fryer. It doesn't smell. It just is oven contained. And I was like, great. So I did that. I smelled it. It was I. It was slimy. I should have washed it off. I, I or I washed it off in the sink and patted it dry, and then I put it in there, cooked it all the way through, ate it, laid on my side, sat upright as if I was like a mummy coming back to life, mm-hmm. and raced to the bathroom. And I was out of commission for like forty eight hours, even though it was cooked through. Don't eat bad salmon. Yeah. Why, I don't even know how you gagged it down if it smelled weird. That's insane. Bad fish is like one of the worst smells on the planet, Mike. It was it, it wasn't it wasn't turned. It was just like a week after the expiration date. Yeah, that's turned. That's bad. There's there's a saying that you can't smell fresh fish, right? Like if you can smell the fish, you shouldn't buy it or eat it. So like when we you know, cuz I worked on on a salmon boat all those years and like if a if a boat would turn up with a, a load of salmon that we could actually smell, we knew that those salmon had been left out left out on deck too long. There was one boat that pulled up at one point and they had actually put the salmon in a tote with some bleach to get rid of the smell and oh i'll never oh my god yeah it was so wild and my skipper just looked at it and he was like we can't buy these fish what, what do you this is insane we're yeah. not gonna buy these fish what is this distillate yeah. from a <laughs> underground no vape company yeah we're not we're not doing this but um like yeah a really beautiful fresh piece of fish you're never gonna smell it right so the fact that you smelled it when you opened it i just know i would have been that would have been food for bobo at one point and uh i had no i had nothing in my fridge oh my god it was. It is what it is. I've never been skinnier in my life. <laughs> okay. While some may call that dehydrated, I call it thin. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, the vomitosis. Oh my gosh. Wild. Wild. It's been a real roller coaster since we last recorded for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's been so wild. Sorry that um, you had that experience. But, but again, <laughs> if if it's cooked through, and uh, uh, maybe I mean I definitely should get a meat thermometer just because. The accuracy of a meat thermometer means perfectly cooked steak every time, perfectly cooked chicken every time. Sure. But I do feel like 
there was no pink inside. It was cooked through. It was flaky. It was moist. The recipe was fantastic. Sam, this is not your fault. But I thought that that would, I thought that the 400 temp would eradicate, you know, kind of like a tattoo machine. Um, or, or whatever that's called, where you that you an put autoclave, the, an autoclave. I figured my oven is an autoclave for salmon. <sighs> There's so many things about this. Number one, I don't think it was the salmon. I don't think the salmon was actually bad enough to make you really sick because you're saying you're just eating steak and leafy greens and shitting your pants on the street, right? Like, uh, I think there's something yeah. wrong with you. Maybe you have giardia. I don't know. I just think what that is giardia? The beaver fever. What is that? It's a terrible, terrible... <laughs> Wait, say one more slang term that I don't know. <laughs> it's a terrible thing that can happen to you when you drink contaminated water from a stream. Oh, no. <clears> this <throat> is my worst nightmare. You, do, I mean, you know that. Yeah, I Little sure wormy, do. maggoty, bot fly. You're full of them, Creepy Mike. crawl. No, no, no. Maybe you got some pinworms in there. I don't even know. Maybe you have... Uh, no, I don't. I truly don't know. But I'm just guessing that if you're having such huge digestive issues that this salmon in particular, while it might not have been hella fresh it wasn't um really the root cause of all of your problems i think you're just a sensitive stomached person yes. sensitive guy yes we all know this yes anyone who listens to this podcast knows that you have you have a great joke about diarrhea yeah which is i didn't know wait hold on um uh <laughs> sorry i didn't give you enough much it's okay. time to set it up oh i don't remember eating this much diarrhea yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like we all know, yeah. you're a sensitive person. I got night plus market last night. Oh, because uh, I was on my way home from uh, a bunch of friends. We all smoked weed and watched uh, the first couple episodes of season two of Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Oh, great! And on the way back, I ordered some night plus market, and uh, I got the larb, and I got the crispy rice, mm -hmm. and I got some fried pork belly, and mm -hmm. I can't do it. I, it needs there needs to be like a like. When you click on the ordering, it needs to be like spicy, mild, and like Jewish tummy. And whatever Jewish tummy is, is like what I have to click. And it needs to come with like an upcharge for like a big thing of milk. I don't know Ew, what the, I don't know what I need it to be. I don't but know. It's, I, I can't handle anything anymore. I think it's, you need it's to a problem. Go see a dietitian and an allergist and I am. a nutritionist. February 7th, I'm getting my blood drawn. Thanks. Shout fucking. out got Dr. Golden. He was like, let's God. figure this out. Yeah, we got to figure this out for you because like, okay, mm -hmm. listen, if you're ordering crispy, pork belly and larb that's on you man those are just bad <laughs> choices that you're making that are gonna fuck with your those are gonna fuck with my stomach and i don't have stomach issues but like crispy pork it's so rich yeah i made a pork belly sandwich last week and it was um delicious and then i felt real weird for about six hours afterwards because it's just too much fat for your body the trader joe's pork belly yes the one you gave me for christmas that is a super it's delicious but it's rich it's weirdly rich for even pork belly i think pork belly is just pork belly right isn't it always going to be just crazy i don't know man the fattiness and the the melty fattiness well, of were, that is you like were making crazy. bad choices if you're ordering that crazy stuff especially if you're like we said you're <laughs> having all these other issues i know yeah you need you need to be on you a, really think i have jardinera Giardia? Yeah. Giardinera is like a uh, like an olive tapenade kind of situation, right? Yeah, yeah. hot dogs in Chicago. Great. <laughs> so maybe that's what's wrong with you. Doctor, doctor. <laughs> I've got Giardinera. <laughs> she thinks I have pinwheels and Giardinera. Oh my God. No, I just, <laughs> I was thinking about the pinworms. This is a really disgusting episode. Oh but yeah. Ooh. I was just uh, watching uh, a TikTok about someone whose kid had come home with pinworms and then there was someone explaining in the TikTok, she was like, well, here's where the pinworms come from and how they get passed on. Uh -uh. And like the whole situation, I was just like, Bloop. nope, Bloop. nope. Yeah, I know you're not a big I, fan. I, I, I even like 
man, sometimes <laughs> my TikTok will try and sneak in a horse hoof. Yeah. And I can't deal with any of that. A horse hoof. What yeah, like mean? cleaning a horse hoof or like shaving down the oh. um thing for a new shoe and stuff. I can't deal with any of that stuff, man. Sensitive. Can't do it. Yeah. I don't like things squeezing. I don't like oozes. I, I don't like shavings. I I can't deal with any of it. You know what? I've said this to you off pod. I don't know if I've ever said it to you on here is that I think you were in the Civil War and you died with some like weird separating wound that was full of maggots. And mm. it's like past life shit that's coming back to get you because you're so specifically squeezed wormy about it yeah in a way that like i know you you're like you've had major surgery you've been hit hard you've been like you're not like a squirrely squeamy weemy person you watch human centipede for god's sakes like there you've you, a bunch of stuff that i could yeah. never do yeah um that i'm super squirrely about but when i'm like maggots you just literally like i watch your eyes go black and i can feel your butthole tighten it does and it comes from a place <laughs> that other things don't come from I don't know. I think you like might be right. Yeah. It's I, a deep something that I can't even tap into the actual heart of. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if, I mean, I don't really necessarily believe in past life stuff, but I do believe in generational things that are handed down. So maybe an ancestor of yours died in a weird way with a separating wound full of maggots, or maybe you did on the battlefield in the where I told you about my recurring dreams, right? Let's hear them. Have I told you about my recurring dreams about my leg injury where I'm pulling things out of it? Yes, you have, actually. Yes, you so have. So I think you're absolutely right. No. I do think that this is a either past life mm -hmm. or string theory multiverse of me that uh -huh. is like sending signals to this me. Something, something, something mm -hmm. is 100% accurate for this because it's not just like me now. Right. There's something deeper than that. Interesting. Yeah. That's Especially so if it's coming up in my subconscious and in my dream state. Crazy. And all these other like levels of myself. I wonder what would happen if you did some therapeutic ketamine and like really sort of meditated on it. What do you, what, what's, what happened for you? Like I would, Hey, I'd love to be comfortable around maggots. I'm <laughs> praying for it. I'll, so many people would love for me to be fine with these Everyone things. just wishes Everyone's... you were cool with maggots, Mike. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird that you're not. <laughs> so... Everyone wants you to just be down to hang with maggots. Yeah. So we're all begging <laughs> for right. it. <laughs> maggots are fine. <laughs> this doctor's like, all right, so you think you have Jardinera and you'd like to be more comfortable around maggots. Yeah. Not weird at all. <laughs> Um, my experience with ketamine, I mean, I took the therapeutic ketamine because I was diagnosed with PTSD. And so it was directly like, I was like looking to sort of unlock some pieces of my brain that I haven't been to able to unlock around that PTSD diagnosis, uh, solely through talk therapy. And it was beautiful and it worked incredibly well. And I'm, uh, looking forward to doing some more sessions. Like it really helped me feel safe in my body. I felt very connected spiritually to, um, some loved ones that have gone that I grieve very deeply. And I was like, Oh, no, I can still like it was really cool to have these ketamine experiences that helped me address some stuff that's like, yeah, daily stuff for me. Very helpful. So maybe it would help you with your. Uh, well, could you maggot stuff? <laughs> uh, maybe so. Mm -hmm. I mean, could you qualify your like level of healing in a percentage from no or any kind of like lessening of with a percentage to it or is it more of just like a a smoothing of the cracks in the concrete a bit it was more the two the one of the first uh big session that i did the two main things that i came away from that session with that i hadn't been able to really realize until i did it one was that 
the movie that plays on loop in my head of all of the terrible things that I am just constant, like I, I can't look away from. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, it's that I think everyone has it to some degree, that thing where you're just like you ruminate on it. It's the it's the thing that fucked you up on some level and it's just always there. I realize that it's yeah, it's always going to be there and it's always going to be playing, but I don't have to look at it. I can literally like look over here. <laughs> There's yeah. just something else happening over there. And it was such a funny, simple, weird, funny realization in the moment, but it was truly like in that sort of ketamine space, I was looking at the thing and then I was like, I don't need to look at it. I'm going to look. And I, I looked elsewhere and there was this like beautiful green sort of spacious open field. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a interesting realization that I truly had never been able to touch with just talk therapy. And the other was feeling absolutely safe in my breath and my consciousness and in my body in a way that I hadn't in, I think when I did it, it had been 18 years since I'd really felt that way. I was like, wow. That's awesome. I feel safe in my body. Um, yeah, it was great. It was really great. If I'm hearing it. you correctly, throw away that old salmon and buy some fresh salmon. No, throw away the old salmon and buy some ketamine. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. Mike. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What else do we have today? Um, oh, oh. oh, speaking of uh, just like cooking and, sure. and, and recipes and tips. Oh, my God. Shout out Chris Darlington, who is an old friend of mine from Newfoundland, who I don't think I've even seen since we were maybe teenagers, but we follow oh, each man. other on Facebook and Instagram. And Chris just recently posted... He was like, I have a hack. If you type in cooked.wiki slash before the HTTPS of any recipe blog or website, you know, these recipe blogs where you go and you're like, how do I get to the recipe? There's like 62 pages of the story of your grandma growing up on a farm and the cow who you got the butter from was named Bessie and whatever. If you type in- And it's in, like a grilled cheese. Yeah. And it's just, oh my God. And of course, this is like they do this for the SEO and the content and that's how they make their money and they monetize it through the pop-up ads and it's all- a nightmare when you're just like, just give me the grilled cheese recipe. Yeah. If you type in cooked K, no, K, K O O K. <laughs> if you type in cooked C O O K E D dot W I K I slash before the HTTPS of the website, it absolutely removes all of the fucking bullshit and it just breaks everything down into a list of ingredients and a list of the steps to cook and assemble said ingredients mm, and mm, it fucking mm. works and it's the coolest hack of all time that's awesome i don't give a fuck about your story no game changer game changer i don't give a shit that you and your husband like to drink your homemade almond milk because you're paleo and your kids have allergies like no I don't want to read your mommy blog. I just want the recipe. Give it to me. Give it to me now. That's so good. Yeah. It's a hell of a hack. And um, I'm so excited about it. And I'm spreading the word. It's like the paywall to jump over, um, you know, the website to jump over paywalls for reading articles that are like at, at the Wall Street Journal and stuff where they charge you a bunch of money. 12foot.io, 12ft.io. You can jump over paywalls to read things. Oh, my gosh. Cooked.wiki is your hack to get past that recipe blog nightmare nonsense. Um, That's fantastic. It's so great. Um, yeah. Have you found sandwich recipes using cooked, like using no, things I'm, or anything? Like uh, that? My sandwich recipe, my butt of the week actually is a big sandwich recipe in, inspo person. So I'll wait to shout him out. But um, my also now people are sending me um, TikTok sandwich recipes. My the sandwich I made today was inspired by a TikTok that my our friend Charlotte shared. Nice. So um, yeah, I'm not doing too much scrolling around on the on the interwebs. I'm just like getting real time stuff sent to me, which is great. Man, I remember um, 
like I used to try and do a stand up joke about the story before the recipe. Yeah. And then a New Yorker uh, shouts and murmurs came out. That was so perfect. And Jenna Friedman might have even written it. Oh, wow. And it was a perfect satirical parody of those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it went as far as to like aliens abducting (laughs) the dog. And then it was like, anyway, the beef stroganoff. And it was just so fantastic. It was it was so otherworldly. It was great. That's fantastic. Also, uh, her book is so great. Thank you for that gift. Oh, you cracked it. Yeah, it's so good. She's, She's so great. I'm really enjoying reading these books by these like brutally funny women. Jeanette McCurdy is another one I just read. I'm glad my mom died. Yes. And what a brutal, brutal book. But it's also so fucking funny about the most fucked up shit ever. So yeah, really enjoying Uh, those books uh, right now. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I, there's something I kind of need to go back to, to close a loop for myself and get your opinion on. Sure. Um, when you were talking about past lives and (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I do no, need no. your opinion on yeah, this. Of course. When you're talking about past lives and all of that. So I was recently in contact with my good Chicago friend, Chaz Fries. That's his real name. Chaz Fries. Yeah. Best name ever. Um, really good dude. And the first and only time I ever tried salvia was at his apartment in mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I did all the things I was supposed to do. Huge hit. Held it in until I couldn't 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 anymore exhaled and then you know laid back like a demon possessed me and took me over and um i saw there's a stone temple pilots album called something something gift shop with a woman on the cover with a um swimming cap on and i saw fractals of her in the ceiling fan and i just like lost myself to this other dimension for what seemed very quickly um but i i was gone i was not here and then when I came back, my body broke into a full sweat, head to toe. All my pores broke into a hot sweat, cold sweat, sorry, cold sweat. And then I came to it and, and I felt crazy. Mm. And I was sharing that with a couple of friends um, the other night. And one of them posited that I left this body, this my current soul or whatever you want to call my inside mechanisms left. And a different me from a different timeline or a different multiverse or something came in that crack through reality. And now I'm a different version of me from a different string Mm -hmm. of glazers. And I can't stop thinking about that since they brought it up. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get your opinion on that as someone who is a psychonaut and logical Oh, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it made me really question like my timeline, my mm. choices, who I am. And then you watch a scary movie, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, like what's yeah. who am I and what's inside me from that? For sure. I think that, yeah. So just, just like, I don't think anyone should ever do Salvia. Oh. Ever. Um, I think that my experience with watching someone do it the way you did it, uh, it was my it was my boyfriend at the time. We were living together. We, you know, spent every waking moment together. And he smoked it, and he went away. And when he came back, he opened his eyes. He had no idea who he was. He had no idea who I was. He had no idea where we were. And he tried to escape the apartment. And he was so panicked because he had come to in a room full of complete strangers without. It was terrifying. It only lasted a few minutes, and then when he sort of like came back. He was like, I never, ever, ever want to experience that again. I didn't know what was going on. It was just awful. And he had like repercussions for several months where he would have little 
sort of moments where you could see him sort of remembering it. It would like yeah. resurface. And it was really, I really, really, really um, think that salvia can be very harmful for How anyone funny who, for the thing you can get over the counter at the gas station for that to be the one that's like, I will kind of crack your code a bit. Can you? I don't even know At the where. time, I thought it was purchasable at like head shops and stuff as like an alternative yeah. to weed. I think that is how we got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this was, this would have been, you know, probably 12 or 14 years ago now, a long ass time ago. But um, I just don't think it's something to mess with. Like, I don't really mess with any, any, like I, I, I have never done DMT because I am, um, I have reservations about how far I want to go into that world. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think like, just obviously this is something that's already happened to you. So I can't caution you against yeah. it, but anyone listening. Yeah. Like really be, be very careful. Um, as far as like something entering you from a different timeline, I think that's like where you can really start talking about, you know, how uh, drugs can destabilize you and like how, how you can really start to feel weird about it. And then if you get it as a sort of like a, a repetitive or intrusive thought, that can become really problematic. I don't think that that's what you need to actually worry about. I think you had an uncomfortable experience. I did. And you still maybe haven't metabolized it on some level and you need to like just do a little reintegration. But um no, I don't think that there's a different mic from a different timeline currently occupying your body. I will say, I've had experiences in my life, the the big experiences that have really defined me, that have traumatized me. My friend's death, for instance, that I talk about, you know, with friends who really know me. Um, I have felt to some degree since that time that I am living on a different timeline. Like it's a very familiar feeling, I think, to when things are really hard and and um, when you're just feeling like uh, unmoored because things don't feel safe, that you can feel like you're you're living in a different reality. You're in a different world. You don't feel anchored to what's happening. No one really understands your experience. So maybe it's a little bit of that. Maybe as well as like, yeah, I think it's you know, especially if you if you struggle with like trauma or depression or any of those things, it's easy to be like. I'm in the wrong life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So, but I don't think it's actually the truth that you're in the wrong life. I think it's just something that's like easy to sort of hook into as a way to understand like, why do I feel weird? Why yeah. do I feel uncomfortable? Why do I feel like that person doesn't understand me? Maybe it's because I'm a, the wrong person in the wrong body. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. If true, will mm -hmm. you please indulge me and do me a favor? Sure. Will you pick up that phone receiver and put it to your ear? No. <laughs> please? Really? Yeah. Why? What do you want? There's a phone here. I'm picking it up. I'm putting it to my ear. There's nothing there. And you're still here. Okay. I just need to make sure you were not Neo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and that you were not going to dive into the Matrix no. and leave me here to do a solo pod for the next If anything, 40. I would be Carrie on, Ma Carrie on Moss, who is Trinity, and um, still here. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're both Canadian. Are they? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you know that to kiss uh, Trinity, Keanu was paid a million dollars? What, is, what does that mean? I don't know if that's true or not, but there was something in his contract where if he's going to kiss a person on screen, mm -hmm. it's an extra million. Great. Right? Yeah. yeah I wish I, I got a million dollars every time I kiss someone. Fucking <laughs> 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 great. Um, is this a good spot to do our news story? I think that's like actually a trippy, perfect time. Trippy yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. So our news story, our Grublet Gazette is coming to us this week uh, from, I read it on High Times. I'm sure it's been reported elsewhere. Oh, yes. It was reported in um, Nature magazine, there is um, a new um, move to use artificial intelligence to identify drugs. I just heard a very cool episode of Hard Fork, which is a tech podcast where they were talking to a researcher who was using AI to um, identify new types of antibiotics. 
And this is a story that pharmaceutical researchers in the United Kingdom are using AI to develop new psychedelics, according to research released last month. Evidently, the research has not yet been peer-reviewed, but it shows that using an AI tool is as useful as experimentally produced protein structures, um, which can take up to years to investigate. Like the this uh, AI, which is called AlphaFold, is helping identify them more quickly. So researchers are obviously working all the time to identify new like structures for drugs and all that kind of stuff. And so it's not actually going to replace that work, but it is something that could accelerate the sort of like the suppositions and like going down all of the sort of rabbit holes of like what, what could this uh, compound look like and coming up with them and then helping scientists identify them. When you say identify, are we talking about like this could be a beautiful addition to how much research we need in cannabis to understand as much as we can about this plant no, no, without no, no, no. the thing? Uh, no, it's identifying new compounds. So it's literally saying like, here's okay. the synthetic structure of new compounds. So Sasha Shulgin, who is known as the godfather of ecstasy, synthesized over 700 different psychedelic compounds through his work and his life. And he wrote Fecal and Tikal, which are the two sort of like Bibles of psychedelic research and synthetic compounds. And um, he's incredible if you want to read about him. Sasha Shulgin's amazing. And so... Uh, that kind of work is still ongoing with researchers working in labs to identify how to um, create new compounds and all sorts of like this is throughout the drug world. Yeah. But this is specifically um, this one uh, group of people is using uh, this AI tool. Yeah. Which is called I said the name AlphaFold, an artificial intelligence tool which was developed by DeepMind in London to uh, identify new psychedelic compounds. Which means new drugs that may have never existed before could be discovered. That's right. That is awesome. Yeah. AlphaFold will not take the place of other methods of discovering new drugs. Um, it's not a panacea, says Karen Akinsanya, president of research for therapeutics at a drug software company, which is using AlphaFold. She says there's a lot of people that want AlphaFold to do everything, but a lot of structural biologists want to find reasons that we say we're still needed. Finding the right balance is different. So obviously this is finding like a way for AI to work to enhance and um, work with scientists to make their research. I mean, this is thrilling to me for better. a couple of reasons. Yeah. First and foremost, it could speed up the process significantly to help discover uh, ways to curb addiction. Mm -hmm. So if something like cigarettes, alcohol, heroin, meth, um, the thing that you take to get off heroin, which I'm blanking on the name for, um, like you could, like there may be compounds and discoveries through AI that we can speed up the idea mm -hmm. of like helping get out of this opioid epidemic and putting new scientific compounds out there to help curb and delete these types of addictions, mm -hmm. which could be huge. On the flip of that, dance all night, party all day. And who <laughs> knows what that can look like? Like, yeah, you know I think what I this mean? is specifically about therapeutic stuff. Like, I, all the dancing sure. all night stuff is not really happening so much. Well, it is happening in labs, but like, yeah, it is. Yeah, college labs. <laughs> I mean, it, look, yeah. I mean, if they're giving Molly to octopi, then you know we're we're learning things all the time. Sure. Um, but yet, I that's it's also well. I know that this will be interesting to get your take on actually, because the other thing that you make me think of is when everyone has Neuralink and our spines are just tapped into mm. the singularity, and you can inject a compound directly into the base of your brain and instantly have that compound react with your molecular structure for some kind of sp specific instant result, mm. that could come at some time. 
Sure. Did you ever see Strange Days? Oh, gosh. So long ago. Yeah. So long ago. Yeah. yeah. I want to give it a rewatch. It was such a good, creepy, weird look at like, yeah, that idea of tripping through linking your brain to a system. Absolutely. Yeah. There was also a, another really amazing movie called Until the End of the World, which is, I think, four hours long. But the last hour of it is dedicated to like that kind of idea of like tripping on your own subconscious. Fucking cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which ultimately would be magnificent like i'd love to meet the other me's in the multiverse and have us all come together through like a compound that lets us you know shrink our subconscious to the size of a quark to be able to like flitter through space and time and like meet each other a conference of mics yeah, like who big, else would I like want to hang out with? all the lasers in one place, all the mic lasers from all the multiverses in one. We're all just shitting our pants and making bad jokes together. Yeah. How nice. What a, what a fantastic time. <laughs> this is thrilling. Like, this is what I am interested. I'm I'm so anti-AI for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. But when I hear about something like this, I'm like, yep, nope, this is this is a good thing. Yeah, the more I hear, you know, obviously, if you follow Reggie Watts, you know, like he's so pro AI being an enhancer for the human condition and for society and for a way to like move us forward. And he's constantly like showing me that like there are ways to have hope about it. And then I just read the fucking news or like Elon does something insane. And I'm like, no, it just doesn't seem like it's good for us. So it's really nice to have a story reinforced like, yes, drug development. Yeah. You know, listening to Hard Fork, I was like, okay, phew, great. AI is doing really great stuff in the pharmaceuticals industry. And now it seems like in the psychedelics world. So that's great. And I'm going to choose to be optimistic that AI is going to be helpful for us. On the optimism tip... (laughs) I would hope that this type of thing will also decrease the amount of arguments across the aisle between politicians, Mm. because you can no longer say we don't have the research or the funding or what about human error. So if we can do something like this for um, psychedelic compounds, Mm -hmm. what if we can start using AI, or I'm sure it's already happening, for things like climate change and these huge big problems where everyone is allowed to like stop each other from any kind of progress whatsoever but then you can point to a infallible zero in one robot and say this is the data this is the research and that's irrefutable you can't and so that's kind of my hope that comes from these kind of like solution-based attacks Mm -hmm. towards like progress yeah That'd be great if AI could infiltrate politics and stop some of the absolute shenanigans going on. Huge. Yes. I'm already so stressed out and it's not even the end of January in this crazy year politically. So, yeah. Of course. Of course. So, like, you know, you can't if Ted Cruz is ever like, actually, uh, the just because the cumulus clouds are filled with acid doesn't really mean much. And it's like, well, robots tend to disagree with you. So that's what I'm hoping. Okay. Um, Also, I would really like a drug that would let me talk to animals. So if we can get that going AI, that's the next drug I want to like swallow, take and chat with. I feel like I can kind of- Call it Doolittles? I can communicate with Archie when I'm on an edible. Yeah. I can actually hear him. You know, like I I had a, actually when Bobo was still around too, I had a, a night with him where I took an edible and he was just really close to me and we were watching TV together and like we just got closer and closer and closer to each other's faces and I was like basically like making out with him by the end of it and just listening to him breathing and he was such a gross weird old cat too it was like disgusting but also I loved him so much that I was like this is amazing to like commune with him in that way and I feel like I do that I did that with Archie last night actually I was kind of like just I was in 
in his fur behind his ears and just smelling him and like loving him so much. And I was like, you know, yeah, like an edible, an edible and a, and some physical contact with your pet. You can, you can hear the, you can hear what they're thinking. Okay. Well, get off me. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Will you relax? God, why can't you leave me alone? She's so needy. Well, if producer Mark listens to this episode, because producer Alex is here right now and I'm dog sitting for noodle. Mm -hmm. So maybe tonight I'll take 50 milligrams and noodle and I will just smell his ears, smell each other and chat. Yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to love it. Awesome. Actually, all of this kind of ties into uh, a question we got. Yes. So moving on to Jordan. Oh, yeah. Our friend Jordan. Who wrote us this following email. Hey, how's it going? I'm a big fan of the show. And I appreciate the advice you gave me previously. Are we going to do a trade-off read for this? Okay, sure. Okay. I'm somewhat new to weed still. And my knowledge has grown exponentially since getting a job at a shop. Everyone I work with is fantastic. But I want to learn more outside the shop. What books or resources do you recommend? Appreciate all you do. Fuck the feds. Jordan in happenstance. Hey, Jordan. Thank you so much. Um, Great question. I used to love reading all of the books that would come in when I was an editor at High Times and people would be like, I'm going to explain weed to everyone. And it was like, usually like some person who just had a story that they thought would be interesting. And then you read it and you're like, not that interesting. Yeah. But there are a few, I think, required reading books that like have stood the test of time and always there are more coming out. But I I would say number one would be the Cannabis Grower's Handbook by Ed Rosenthal. Oh, famed yeah. Famed cultivator, uh, Ed Rosenthal. The Cannabis Grower's Handbook is just like the Bible if you grow, if you want to know about the plant at all. Um, he's a crusty motherfucker. Um and he, he has every right to be, I guess. He's, you know, he's been doing this for a long ass time and uh, I'm sure he's like fought all of the battles. It really uh, is like the, um, um, oh God, I'm blanking on the cookbook that everyone starts with in culinary school that has joy all the of French, cooking? it's like French techniques. Yeah. It's all the mother sauces. It really is like your baseline foundation yeah. of cultivation. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's been published a million times and I think most major, you could probably find it at Barnes and Noble. And then also Danny Danko from High Times has a few great books. He wrote the official High Times Guide to Strains that I think now if you pick it up would feel like a bit of an antique because it's strains from like 12 years ago but he um has also he wrote the his cannabis encyclopedia i can't remember exactly what it's called but we'll put links to all of these in the show notes you can look up uh, danny danko's cultivation book and ed rosenthal's cultivation book and then for um straight like having fun at home and like looking at some food porn and like cooking the bong appetit cookbook is kind of unbeatable it's Again, I dang it, I gotta look up the no, I won't. Okay, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. Our friend Elise McDonough, who was the edibles, the first ever edibles editor at High Times, was working on the show and on the book, and she had a lot to do with how gorgeous it is. And it's just a great book with some really fantastic recipes and sort of like the basics, you know, what you need to know about like infusing your fats and all that kind of stuff. And it's beautiful and it looks good on a coffee table. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, another cookbook. Somebody on TikTok mm-hmm. is right now cooking every recipe in Snoop Dogg's weed cookbook. No. Yeah. And I got to be honest, impressed by these recipes. That's I so good. I figured it was like he put his name on something by a bunch of ghost writers. I'm and sure it's just he did. Be nonsense. Yeah, he probably did. But the recipes are still phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. I did not know that Snoop had a cookbook. Okay. I'm going to check that out too. We'll add that to the list as well. hundred percent. Um, And then also if you're interested in cooking with cannabis, our friend Christina over at Fruit and Flower 
she doesn't have a book out yet. I'm sure it's in the works, but she has an amazing Substack. You can uh, read some of it for free, and then you can also subscribe. I think it's like five bucks a month. I'm a subscriber, and she has weekly newsletters and recipes and videos, and she's also just a great follow on Instagram, but she's super, super, super knowledgeable and educational and informative and cool. To add to that, not only does she have recipes, but she does deep dives into edibles and compounds and yeah. research and flour. Like she, um, there's a lot of education in there as well as cocktails and yeah. bunt cakes and things like that. Yeah. She'll talk about the different forms of like solventless, you know, why you should use rosin versus using distillate or, you know, what's, what's going to be interesting about pairing this particular strain with this particular flavor profile in food. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a good time. So check out fruit and flower. And then, um, also, I wanted to shout out our friend David Bienenstock, who I also worked at High Times with. He wrote a great book that's just about cannabis culture and politics and the history of it called How to Smoke Pot Properly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a great read. And he, you can learn how to roll a joint in a windstorm from it and a bunch of other stuff. And it's just I feel like culturally it's a great touchstone because his career as a cannabis journalist is like the last, you know, I don't know exactly how long, but I'm going to say like 25 years at least, maybe 30 Absolutely. years of what's been going he on. He was in this just country. in Humboldt trimming. Yeah. Like the dude is tapped in. Yeah. He in fucking, every way. He went on Tucker Carlson's show and fucking showed that fucking smug frozen fish air. What was what? <laughs> Fuck, I hate that guy. <laughs> um, and he's not on TV anymore, so we don't have to look at him, which is great. But yeah, so David Bienenstock went on Tucker Carlson and was just like, shut up, man. Just yeah. shut up. And he's his book is called How to Smoke Pop Properly. Yeah. Um, uh, one more pitch, especially congrats on getting a job at a shop. That's yeah. exciting. Congrats. That's so cool, Jordan. Yes. Um, something that I've talked shit about in the past, but I'm coming around on is the idea of journaling and the idea of like marking down the things that you do and do not like when it comes to strains, types, smoke, white ash, vaping, distillate disgusting terps being added and um there's some communities popping up here in los angeles and maybe jordan where you live too they are already happening or maybe they need to be started but um it's cool to hang with a bunch of heads and learn from them everything from like where it was like popping seeds back in the 80s to smell this you smell that this is what that terp is and there's a there's a lot of like circles happening right now where everyone is sharing their knowledge while smoking joints at places like Astor Club. And that is an exciting thing that I didn't have until very recently. And I'm very excited to get deeper into that kind of community. So cool. The yeah. weed nerds are so interesting, man. Like I used to, when I would work at the Cannabis Cups, after the day was over, we would all go back, all of the, the staff and some of the heads who were like judges for the cup and stuff. And we would always end up hanging out in the parking lot. And always I would gravitate because I'm just like a night owl and I always want to stay up late and I always want to be in conversation with people. I would always gravitate toward the guys who are always at the fucking edge of the parking lot around a picnic table with all of their different flower out, just comparing notes and talking shop. And it was so wild to just, I usually just sat and listened because they had so much to say about back crosses and F1s and this genetic and that clone. And that guy's full of shit because he didn't get his seeds where he said he did. And this, this is the profile. And these, it's just like, it's so neat to learn from people who really know what they're talking about. So absolutely, those meetups are crucial. They're crucial. Because you can't just like look on Reddit. You're never going to learn that way. You got to talk to people. I tried to look up on Reddit last night if any of the Greek philosophers were pedophiles. And it was just a bunch of strangers chiming in with their thoughts. There was no hard data. And I was very frustrated. Okay. So yeah, I 
don't trust Reddit or QRO or whatever it's called. Quora? Quora. Quora. No, it was just a bunch of faceless bots being like, yeah, absolutely not. Okay, I'm not going to ask about the Greek pedophile shit. Well, it's for a joke I'm working on. Okay, good. Do, do we need to dive into it? Do you need me to ask about it? Do, no. Do you want me to try and... I'd rather shoot some shots and f- at sh- fire some shots at someone. Okay. If you'd prefer. Oh, that makes you tense too. I don't know. Pe- I, just pedophilia in general, I feel like, is something we don't need to get into on this particular podcast. I think you're starting your own podcast in conjunction with your special, maybe? Is that going to happen or no? Yeah, but I don't think we'll tap on it there either. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want you to use this podcast for your dumping ground for that stuff, though, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what you, you yeah, that's what you hit save and draft yeah, for. I'm like, <laughs> this, that was a save and draft thought. Yeah. And it accidentally got posted. Yes. Yeah. You feel me? We're not going <laughs> to... Weed and Grove is not the spot for that. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. This is... You know, we don't want to pour salt on this earth. Right? Absolutely We're not. keep it fertile and good. Yes. Cool. Okay. Okay. Apologies for that draft sneaking through. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, there are our recommendations and we can do another round if people want to hear more. But those I think would like be a great little starting library for you if you want to know more about culture, cooking, cultivation, all of those things. I think we got you covered there. 100%. Yeah. And this is also a great time to shout out the Emerald Cup for denying my judging application. Dang. If you're listening to this episode, I know some shit and I can't believe that you said, I don't think you're a qualified judge for the Emerald Cup. Oh. Big mistake. You're stupid. You're wrong. I know what I'm doing and I care so much about this community and the small businesses. Wait. So why did you say no to my judging application? You fools. What did the response that you got say? Uh, unfortunately, we had so many applicants and since we we opened it up to the general public this year. We can only take so many people. Yeah, so that doesn't Thanks sound so like it was a judgment call about your actual cannabis knowledge. It's just like we only had so many slots to fill and we couldn't I'm get not, you in. I didn't get picked, so it is a judgment call. Oh and this podcast God. is so good and I think we care and we learn. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to call it the Emerald Cup and say you made a big fucking mistake. I know what I'm doing and I care. You think that's going to get you picked next year? Don't care. Jesus Christ, Mike. What? I don't think that's the way to be. It's not. And also don't care is a lie. Of course I care. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring it up. (laughs) God damn. It's it's not my fault. This is a version of me that I didn't even want inside this body. Oh, okay. This is this is I blame string theory for this entire section. I feel that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So I, I am actually hoping that the good me that's floating around just on the outskirts of this reality is like tapping on the glass being like he's destroying his career let me in there (laughs) (laughs) he pushes people away when they get too close because he doesn't want to get so close to get hurt so before they can hurt him he hurts them (laughs) tap 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 stop it don't do that I'm just saying, calling it out right here. Much appreciation, Mary Jane. Yeah, of course. Thank Um, you. uh, Speaking of appreciation, I believe we have uh, someone sent us something because they appreciate us. It was really nice to get. I'll get it right now. Hold on one second. Uh, Well, I'm going to cough and you're going to get, why don't you get that thing and I'll just keep talking. And then when you come back, I'll cough. And that way we don't have to edit anything out because there's no space for anyone to think we're not on air. Okay, you ready? Yes. The time that they took with this, and you haven't seen any of this yet. Oh, my God. But the amount of time. um, So, one, this is from Hannah. Hannah, thank you. And I'll hand you this first. Okay. If you want to read it. It's. It's pretty beautiful. Oh, my God. 
This is long too, a yeah. whole missive. Oh, I'm going to take time to read this off pod, but it says, we'd like to share with our best buds, sending hugs, nugs and kisses. Oh my God. I love that so much. Nugs and kisses. Oh my God. Hannah's the manager of a hemp-based dispensary out of Southern Illinois called the Wellness Center. Shout out the Wellness Center. Shout out the Wellness Center in Southern Illinois. I've been listening to the podcast for a few years now, and it is truly my absolute favorite talk recommendation. The only one I genuinely count down the days until the next ep. You guys keep me informed, laughing, creative, and always wanting to pack a joint or pass a gummy too. Whoa. And then there's some things for us to try in this yeah. package. I also loved it because this letter that came with it from Hannah, uh -huh. that explains how hemp can be sent all over the country. Yes. And so um, to get a pack, a, a, a lovely gift from Hannah with something like this, I just wanted to sh share that with you as well. Yeah, it's so neat. So the the idea, I mean, the so crazy. The distinction between hemp and cannabis is simply the level of THC contained in the plant. It is all the same plant. It is cannabis L sativa. Hemp is considered hemp when it has less than 0.3% THC. Anything above that is considered cannabis or marijuana. Um, and so under the 2018 Farm Bill, hemp was legalized for distribution and sale. And so that's what these products are. Yeah. So I Very will. Very cool. Also, while you unwrap, I'm going to continue to read just a little bit here. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Hannah explains the um, the hemp uh, gummies Delta 8. I like the Delta 8 for daytime use. Our traditional THC only hits one set of receptors in our body, whereas Delta 8 hits both sets, causes most who use it to have less anxiety and paranoia. Uh, here's our safety instructional card. And um, oh, the very end says, my cat Meow Meow fully embodies Bobo by being just the most adorable, loving asshole that terrorizes a neighborhood. We're sending loving energy your way. Hannah, this is amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, it's so great. And uh, wow. Okay. Wellness Supply Center. This is so dope. What do you have? So I have right here 10 milligrams of THC, 100 milligrams of CBD per gummy, wellness-centered Delta 8 gummies, which I can't wait to try. I'll probably take these tonight and talk with Noodle. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. So I'll hold those up right here. Yes. Uh, there's there's one, two for you, two for me. Amazing. Thank uh, you. Fantastic. And then, ooh, I'm just going to open this. Um, and then there's a CBD uh, frequently asked questions info card here. It has an infographic of the endocannabinoid system, uh, explains the entourage effect, which is um, the synergistic Ooh. effect between cannabinoids and terpenes in the body, whole plant effect. I'm holding in my hand right now from the Wellness Center in Hannah, garlic truffle, a 26% indica. Wow. Mr. Nasty. Okay. <laughs> a hybrid indica and great handwriting and green crack, number one for me. A okay. sativa. I you love can. green crack. Great. Oh, yeah. So let's crack this open. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm. Yes. Oh, wow. This smells absolutely delicious. Did you ever do that as a little kid where you gave yourself a mustache? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much. I have much. a friend who could do that and then roll it into his mouth. Wow. He, like, he could go like this. And then get it into his mouth. Amazing. He always wanted to be on Guy Fieri's Minute to Win It. Where is he today? <laughs> Good question. What is he doing today? Probably doing that all over the world. Probably a millionaire. <laughs> Probably a millionaire. With his cool that. skill of putting shit in his mouth from his under his nose. Um, um, the other thing is those little cards and koozies right there. And I just wanted to shout those out too. Yeah. We if got, you could hand me. Well, I talked about that already. The yeah, CBD cards. The and cards. then there's, um, I don't know, you handed everything to me. Here Sorry. You go. That's my bad. Um, 
So I, I what I also loved about this kind of like a thing from the wellness center itself is that it it breaks down your sensitivity, especially because not everyone is used to things like Delta nine mm -hmm. and hemp. So like the approach would be the same as um, something that's not Delta nine. But I just like that with everything comes mm -hmm. a card. So yeah. there's no guesswork involved. Low and slow. Low and slow, baby. Titrate all titrate your experience. Take mm -hmm. some time. Don't big one for me, which I wish I'd learned sooner in life is don't combine anything with anything else. Like don't have a beer and then see how that's going to feel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just want to like do one substance in your body and then wait and then like you said journal about it. Absolutely. Write down your experience and then uh, you will know more about yourself. And whether or not you are actually a reincarnated Civil War soldier who died with maggoty wounds. Uh, very quickly, go to wellnesssupplycenter.com. Uh, they gave us a couple of these. Spend $25, get $5 off. Dope. So maybe what we can do is take a picture of this QR code. If anybody wants to get some hemp products from Hannah and Wellness Center, hit us in the DMs. Maybe we can take a picture of a QR code and then they can use that QR code somehow for their own purchase. <laughs> I have no idea if that's legal or ethical, but sure. I don't know. I have no idea. Because then you can take the picture of the QR code. Oh. I don't know. Then it's on your phone. If you buy two phones <laughs> and one has the QR code and the uh -huh. other one, or if you have a friend who has a phone. If you have a friend who has a phone, we don't, what? I don't know <laughs> Never where mind. we're going with this. Forget it. Damn it. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. You're the fucking best. That was amazing. <laughs> and I'm so excited to dig back in and read this whole thing because it's really like, you wrote and I love that. And you've got beautiful handwriting. Yeah. Thank you. So sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Hannah. Hit us up at WG at WeedandGrub.com. Uh, hit us in the DMs at WeedandGrub. Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels so good. Yeah. It's so great to hear from friends. We yeah. are just delighted. It's like the best thing in the whole wide world to hear from buds. Yeah. Is that? That's oh. bringing us home. We have, uh, okay. what do we have before we go? Um, well, I do have a cream corner this week. Okay, good. I went on Twitter and Instagram story before I got shadow banned until February 7th. Mm. My life is in shambles. You're just Mary shitting Jane. your pants and you can't get your the word out about anything? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get banned again? I put that picture of uh, the Bass Pro Shop nude guy. Oh. And it, he when he got arrested, he looked like the Venus de Milo. Yes. So I, but I didn't blur out his tiny wang because I didn't think of it because it was so small that I didn't think to put a little heart over it or something. Right. And then it went viral and someone reported it. And now I'm Instagram banned until February 7th. Uh, so dumb. I got a, a comment removed for violating community guidelines yesterday that was so I was like, what are you doing? It was crazy. It was yeah. just like something to do with um, I was talking about like how your relationship with your parents was around your body image. And I just commented. It was on someone else's post. It wasn't even on one of mine. And I just wrote, yeah, like I had a complicated relationship growing up with my mom because she was very critical of my weight. But I actually um, have compassion for her because I know that she was taught to be critical of her own weight and she didn't mean to pass anything on to me. And it got removed for community guidelines. Really? Yeah. And I didn't use any bad words. I didn't. No. It was really. Yeah. Does your mom work at Instagram? No. Weird. Then. Yeah. My, no. Huh. <laughs> just bizarre. I could but see if like, she's combing through and being like, nah, I don't. Yeah. That's who, a flag. Who, what, what is she doing? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Instagram. Get get your act together. OK. What do we got? So the big question is, which is a bigger scam? $18 sandwiches or $18 craft cocktails? Jesus Christ. And everyone said 
66% said craft cocktails to 34% saying sandwiches. Yeah. From about a 100-person vote. And then it was a little bit closer on Twitter, but again, craft cocktails came out on top. Yeah. So from like a 200-person survey, craft cocktails are the bigger scam. Oh, God. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You think so? Yeah, a million percent. I mean, the markup on alcohol is nuts. The reason that, you know, bars, like, that's how they make their money. It's yeah. like the markup on booze is nuts. Have you ever had a good craft cocktail? Yes, so many. Really? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to, I would almost lean well, okay. First, I guess we'll stay on craft cocktails. I have never had a good craft cocktail. I've never had, uh, I don't, I, like, none of the flavor profiles make sense to me. Mm. It's like, oh, you need to have creme de cassis with a squeeze of orange and a shot of whiskey and a spritz of lemon. And it yeah. all just tastes like nonsense in my mouth. I don't, because it's not food, the flavors taste crazy because it's like a liquid that I'm supposed to identify as different flavors i need the food in front of me to know what the taste to make the taste make sense mm -hmm. so i am anti-craft cocktail across the board because i think they all taste disgusting okay i i, I would just say that i i totally agree that craft cocktails are nightmare nonsense 98 percent of the time but when i lived in new york it was sort of like the birth of the craft cocktail i feel like was happening i moved there in 2003 and it was right when like Wiley Dufresne had WD-50 and, oh you know, like, I lived around what the corner legend. and I could never go because it was so expensive. But like that was the sort of birth of the mole molecular gastronomy along with the rise of the craft cocktail and like the hipster movement. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of places that I went in New York and then one place that I worked in New York that had truly masters of the craft coming up with the recipes and then teaching you how to make them in a way that I had never appreciated because I had bartended for so many years at that point. I had bartended in Dublin and in London and in Seattle and I was a decent bartender and I worked at a good place in Seattle, Flying Fish, which was like a James Beard um, nominated chef. Wow. But or maybe she even won. But anyway, um, so I had like bartended in places with good ingredients, but I had never really understood what that was to have the cocktail sing because of the composition and the actual um, construction of it. Yeah. And I worked with one bartender in particular who, and I had to learn how to measure and how to caramelize an orange peel and how to truly like shake or stir depending on what it was. And I, the cocktails at that place were truly fucking magical. And you did feel like you were f having sex with an angel mm. how, <laughs> when you had them and you yeah. never wanted to have more than two. What was the price range on something like that at that time? About it, like it would have been yeah. at that time fourteen or fifteen dollars, which so in today's dollars would be eighteen. And there was a beautiful place called Angel Share, which I think has since shut down. That was, I think I took you there actually when we were in New York. It was secret like, above. Yeah, it was up above like a Japanese restaurant. And you had to go through so a secret door. So fucking awesome. Angel Share was another place that had those like truly the bartenders were so serious, zero sense of humor not there to talk to you, just there to make the, you the best drink you'd ever had. So I, I have experienced it, but also I think like, you know, if you go to a place like Sassafras in Hollywood and they're trying to make you some like fucking rye whiskey with donkey punch nonsense. Yeah. It makes me yeah. mad. And I, it's a total waste. It is. It's always like pork fat washed whiskey. Oh, I did have uh, at Major Domo though. It's funny that you say that. Yeah. I went to Major Domo and I did have a fat washed uh, old fashioned that was insane. Really? Yes. Fucking insane. It was so good. But then that's Major Domo. Right. It's David Chang. So. Right. Well, I think if I'm going to talk about a craft cocktail, I want to talk about it at the level of 
at that level. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? You know, That's what we're really talking about. Yeah. Like if you and I were drinking alcohol together right now, which we're not, but like someday if it, if the, if the time comes, if there's a birthday or something, I will take you out for a really beautiful craft cocktail. It will be the first one I like. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to have that experience yeah, and change my mind. Someday down the road. Because it, to me, is the bigger scam. Although, recently, sandwiches have been cutting corners in unacceptable ways at $18. The meat to bread to cheese to spread ratios are all out of whack. <laughs> it is a $12 sandwich that you are upcharging by 6 bucks, and you know it. Mm. And I'm not talking about the margins. I know property. I know rent is high. But- Give me a freaking break. If I'm not full as heck by the end of that $18 sandwich, that's the difference for me. Yeah. Okay, I figured it out. A craft cocktail is not going to get me drunk. It's going to be satisfying. It's going to be boozy. And it's something to enjoy and sip with friends and chat and have a nice time. So in that case, the sandwich might be the bigger scam because if I'm still hungry after that $18 sandwich, I've been duped. And I'm not drinking that craft cocktail to get messed up. I'm drinking it as a social endeavor mm -hmm. to have community around me. So in that case, the sandwich might be a bigger scam because of its unsatisfyingness for what it should be promising. Where is this sandwich that you had that was such a ripoff? I don't want to name the name because it's a it's somewhere that um Where is it? I, can, I can't, can you like no, whisper it or say, say it so I can I can tell you off pod. Okay. But I, it, I would say it's a universal ripoff was right now. Was it Gigiata? Now. No, well, their shit it just went up a dollar each, and it is not satisfying. There's still, I would say though that they like are have for me consistently been worth it because their sandwiches are so loaded, like they're not cutting back on anything. Not at um, all. They are so expensive, In and fact, I would only ever share one honestly because I I don't have twenty dollars to spend on a fucking sandwich. They're so expensive, but I at times I'm like I'm gonna buy two of these because I'm gonna have one for lunch and one for dinner, mm -hmm. and I'm so full that dinner is at nine p.m. instead of six p.m. Yeah, and because you just of how look, satisfying you look like it is. an anaconda. <laughs> Just like a big sandwich shape in your middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. Um, but, but again, it's $20 for that sandwich. So. Also, I'm just like, I'm not buying sandwiches right now because my whole house is a sandwich. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, like, what would you like for? I just made one with um, salmon roe and I had to go to a market and like actually buy like, well, you made me lobster rolls with roe yeah. a couple of years ago for my birthday. Like there are some sandwiches obviously that just need to cost a lot because of, but are you just talking like cold cut sandwiches that are costing you? I'm just bucks? talking about the sandwich market as it currently is. Mm. I'm not talking about lobster rolls because that's, you know, listen to that app if you want to hear me go off about how I'm over those mm -hmm. and what a big ripoff those are. I'm talking right now about the $18 sandwich mm -hmm. that doesn't come with chips, that doesn't come with a drink. Are you talking about it's ghost sandwiches? It's not a combo. <laughs> uh, no, and I will not eat a ghost sandwich because they stole all of their bread, menu, and zhuzh uh -huh. from Ike's. <gasps> And so I do not support ghost sandwiches, Dang. and I will never eat it there. Okay, uh, Ike's is phenomenal, but again, I looked at Ike's on Postmates the other day. Mm -hmm. Every sandwich is twenty dollars. Wow, and they're sloppy and they're gooey, and there's so much ranch and bacon and shredded lettuce, and it's a wonderful sandwich. Mm -hmm. But I don't think any sandwich is worth twenty dollars. Yeah. Versus set and setting with a craft cocktail. If I eventually found one I liked, mm -hmm. the sandwich might be a bigger scam. Okay, all right. If I if you let took us me know out, what you think. yeah, let us know what you think. Parmigiani, if, weigh in. Our friend Parmigiani. That's who needs to weigh we in. We need you to weigh in on this because you are a fucking sandwich and pizza fucking maven expert. Yes. Uh, also follow Parmigiani 
uh, just throwing in an extra butt of the week there. But yeah. yeah, we need some friends to weigh in on okay. this. Yeah. You have not weighed in. I was craft cocktail heavy, but I'm actually leaning towards sandwich now that I think about what the promise is of each of these items. I think I did weigh in. I, I don't love uh, all craft cocktails, but I support a really well-made $18 craft cocktail. Kind of same for the Sammies. I'm just going to be like a diplomat about it because like I think there is certainly an $18 sandwich that's totally worth it. Like Jones on 3rd. They've got some amazing delicious. There's a short rib sandwich that I would totally pay $18 for there. Gwen, yeah. delicious sandwiches. Gigiata. These are the expensive sandwiches that I would totally pay $18 for, but I'm not going to stroll into, you know, Erwan and buy like a fucking sprout wrap for $18. Yes. Go fuck yourself. Yes. Uh, I can't get <laughs> off this topic yet because you just opened up a huge can of maggots for me. Oh, God. The, um, <laughs> the, the short rib sandwich at a place like Jones or the Gwen meatball mm -hmm. where you have a I'll use the Gwen meatball because I've been so anti meatball until I had that sandwich. And I was like, this is an incredible meatball sandwich. And it's right around 18 bucks. But they double grind the meat. It's veal and pork mix. Then they bread it. The, the amount of work that goes into that short rib sandwich mm -hmm. or that meatball sandwich, the homemade pesto, the homemade 24 hour sauce, the homemade bread, the cheese, all of that together, labor mm -hmm. is an $18 sandwich. Yeah, I can get behind percent. that. Yeah. When you're just up there and you're like shredding the, or you're slicing the turkey in the mandolin yep. and you're doing all the things when that you're Mickey Rourke the wrestler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't and cut your that's hand. $18. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. And I think that that is also why I don't like the craft cocktail. My flavor palette is not deep enough in the spirit world, meaning alcohol. I'm very good at ghosts. I don't think that spirit world um, is, is I don't know if I'm being ripped off or not. Okay. I think that's Fair. the problem. Yeah. You know, I, th I think this is the, the, the case and all like it's how do you walk into a dispensary and know whether or not you're being ripped off unless yeah. you really know about weed. How do like you, you have to learn by doing, you have to like sample and learn and know like, yeah, it, someone who really knows about weed is going to be able to walk into a dispensary and spot the jar that's $35 that's totally fucking worth it. Mm -hmm. And they'll know that that other jar that costs $50, even though it looks like it's, you know, like more top shelf and shit is absolutely not fucking worth it because of the grower and the strain and just what they know about it. And they can look at the lab results. Same deal. Like yeah. you can walk into it, you can look at a sandwich menu and be like, that's not going to be worth 18 fucking dollars. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, Jordan, uh, we gave you our answer on books. If you have any recommendations <laughs> for books to read about sandwiches or or alcohol, please write us back. Well, that kind of brings us to our Buds of the Week. because It does. Oh, I wanted to tie it to something else, but should we move on to Buds of the Week? I think so. Okay. We're getting there. All right. Well, I was just going to say, because my Bud of the Week is a sandwich enthusiast and uh, educator and informer, Barry Enderwick greatest follow on social media on it i follow him on instagram um he has an incredible account called sandwiches of history and he makes sandwiches from history from old timey books and he makes them exactly as the recipe calls for to start and then he tastes it and then he always pluses it up with one uh ingredient and it's so fun he's just like so he he kind of reminds me a little bit of bill oakley in that same kind of vibe where he's just like an enthusiast and that's all that matters and that's why you're there he's like 
he's just so into the sandwiches and into the recipes and he brings cool little bits tidbits of history and he always tries to put it like in some kind of historical context or if he's using um an ingredient that like in 1912 like for instance he was like he just recently made a peanut butter sandwich and he had gone to the store and he had ground his own peanuts so it didn't have any preservatives in it or anything sure uses ingredients from around the world I don't know. He's just great. And he makes a sandwich every single day. Really? I don't know where he gets the time because I also know he works full time. I believe he's in the Bay Area. I would love to meet him. Uh, we follow each other on Instagram and occasionally he'll like comment on one of my sandwiches and I'm always just like, oh my God, <laughs> he's a sandwich fucking celebrity. So uh, Barry Enderwick, all the sandwich knowledge, all the sandwich recipes, follow at Sandwiches of History on Instagram. And also he has some other channels too. He's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, great. I've never seen a video. I'm very excited to he's add that to my algorithm. The greatest. And then he'll like, sometimes he'll like have a week where he needs to do other stuff. So he'll have guest people make sandwiches and his guests are like, legitimately famous crazy amazing guests it's wild like wow. the people who follow him you're you're like mark maron <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's oh awesome. my god mark maron making it or whoever it is it's just great yeah, yeah so. do you want to put it in the air for you to get the call one day um, please god yes this is a dream goals 2024 yeah that's great mm -hmm. cool okay my butt of the week this week is a uh, fellow friend and comedian shane torres we met each other uh, when I was performing headlining. We both headlined at Outside Lands. You and uh, he and I, we all ran around grasslands and smoked weed and hung out. And he just came out with a new album called Blue Eyed Mexican. And I watched it the other night. And it is so funny. It is so funny. It's also on Burt Kreischer's YouTube channel because he opens for Burt all over the world. And um, he just got passed as a regular at the comedy store. He lives in New York, but he's bouncing between here and there. And if you ever, ever, ever get to see him live, especially headlining himself, because um, I think I'll say a couple of things. I think <laughs> that when you open for somebody like Burt Kreischer and you crush it, you hope that that translates to your own career and your own headlining, but it doesn't always give you the boost that you deserve, I don't think, because it's like, oh, that one guy before Burt was so funny. Well, that guy before Burt is Shane freaking Torres. Mm -hmm. He has the best Guy Fieri joke I've ever heard. Huh? His new album, again, Blue-Eyed Mexican, is one of the best hours of the year, and it's only January. So go <laughs> see him live. If, he, if somebody like Burt can co-sign him, then please support somebody like that because he is just a great comic and he's a great dude and nobody does it like him. Amazing. What a great butt of the week. I can't wait to check that out. I've been watching specials because I finally caved and got Netflix. Mm. And uh, so I've been watching a bunch of comedy specials. I'm excited to watch Absolutely. his. Where is it? Where is his? So is it's on, on his YouTube yep. at Shane Torres and it's also on Burt Kreischer's YouTube. Dope. Okay. Yeah. No reason to mention Netflix at all. Sorry about that. Uh, well, the thing is, is like <laughs> get enough views on it so that he can license it to Netflix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fantastic. And then it because uh, Bert and Bert's wife, Luann, I think her name's Luann or Leanne. I'm so sorry. I know we're coming for you, Bert. We're taking your number one spot. I'm not going to learn your wife's name. Yeah, that's better. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. I love you, Bert. Uh, uh, but the point is, is that um, I don't know if it came out of Shane's pocket to record it or it came out of Bert's pocket, but either way make netflix pay for it yeah get those guys their money back that's right yeah cool. sorry about that middle part <laughs> <laughs> well this was a rollick and good time with gifts and gab and weird disgusting maggot content and mm. uh you know i i had a great time yeah what else do we have before we go mike um maybe next week i can tie in this week's bad salmon to another thing on my tic tac algorithm fish fraud 
Ooh. Which is really, really going gangbusters right now okay. in the food world. Fish fraud is on the rise and we all need to look out for it. Okay. I'm excited to learn more. Yeah. Will so maybe bring... that'll be a bit of a um what 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 would that be called? Not a cliffhanger. What's a good a weed word? Oh. Yeah. But in the weed world. Oh, I was gonna say in the fish world. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the end. Or as they say, Finn. Nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That was good. Uh, go see Mike at the Comedy Store, everyone. January no, no, no. January 25th. He's going to be uh, <laughs> fucking pulling it out just like that. Just like that. And uh, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Our TikTok that we post on sometimes is Mike and Mary Jane. We've gotten some followers on there. We're like at 1,000. 100%. Uh, email us at wgweedandgrub.com. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much, everyone who reaches out to us. DM us. You know, just like we love that you fuck with us and we um, are always here to keep a safe space for for us and for you. So we're super grateful. 100%. Check out the Wellness Center. Yeah. Thank you so much. And um, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.